This is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, team up. Do you feel like your family is off its game? Let's help you become a closer, more loving, more joyful family life. 877-573-7825. Great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to be. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And proving that seconds count on radio. I was, uh, <laughs> I was trying to finish an email. I <laughs> 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 apologize for the it's inauspicious beginning of the show. On Monday. <laughs> there you go. Just to let everybody know that everybody is in the same <laughs> boat on a Monday. And I'll have to say, it actually is a perfect segue for the rest of the show. Because when we are all in the same boat, whether it's on Monday or or any other day of the week, balancing everything, especially our family life, can feel like you're actually trying to juggle cats, and that's never an easy or good thing to do. Juggling cats. Not just hurting cats, juggling them. And it can feel that way, and if you're feeling... Thank you, Eric. I don't think I would ever need a fanfare for that. People would be laughing and screaming. But if you're feeling like your family is off its game today, this weekend, or any day or any time, let us help you become a better team today. 877-573-7825 is the number. And the show today, of course, is titled Team Up. Do you feel like your family is off its game? Well, we want to help you be a better family team today on More to Life, 877-573-7825. Whether you have questions about parenting, family life, or discipline, or you're wondering how you, your spouse, and your kids can come together to have a more meaningful faith and prayer life at home. If, if you have questions about parenting, that family life, discipline. Now, are you wondering how to get everybody on the same page, whether it's spiritually, your prayer life, running the house, your schedule, whatever that would be. If you'd like to stop bickering and just start enjoying each other more. Of course, family doesn't end at the four walls of our house. Now, maybe you have questions about getting along with your adult kids or having a better relationship with extended family members. Basically, if you've got a family question, we've got faith-filled answers for you. So give us a call today on More to Life at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. 
25. Of course, if you're tuning in later to the podcast, you can also send us your questions. The email for that is questions at more2liferadio.com. That's with the number two, questions at more2liferadio.com. But if you are listening live, we love to hear your voice and give you that feedback right away. So pick up the phone and give us a holler. The number again, 877-573-7825. We're talking about parenting and family life, not just the family that lives under your roof, but the extended family as well. So if you've got questions about either parenting or family life, let us help. 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. Now, if you're not sure what that is, St. John Paul, when he was Pope, he gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years, really, that looked at how we can discern God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships by prayerfully contemplating God's design and creation, especially his design of our bodies. The theology of the body reminds us that working to build a strong, godly family life is the most important way that we can build the kingdom of God. The church tells us that families are the building blocks of society and the church itself. We often forget that building strong, loving, peaceful, joyful family lives is a ministry. We think that God wants us to spend all of our time saving the world, changing the culture, or engaging in politics. And those things are important in their place. But according to the church, the most important thing we can do is spend our time building strong connections with our kids, loving our spouse, overcoming the challenges that make it hard to be a joyful, godly, close family that works well together, prays well together, and enjoys spending time together. That is what building the kingdom of God really entails. You're absolutely right. And the theology of the body reminds us that each Christian family is called to be a brick that helps build and support the kingdom of God. You know, you can't build a civilization, much less what St. John Paul called a civilization of love, out of soft and crumbling bricks. Mm -mm. You know, the time we spend learning how to be better spouses, more effective Christian parents, and build stronger more faithful family lives isn't taking us away from the ministry work God wants us to do. It is the ministry work, the most important ministry work we can engage in, especially as spouses and parents. You know, we can't raise faithful kids and we'll never build a godly society or or a holy church unless we can learn to fill our homes with the warmth of God's love so that God can use our example to draw the world to him. As St. John Paul the Great reminded us, the success of every other ministry in the church really depends first on Catholic families becoming what we are, witnesses to God's love and the power of his grace in the midst of a hurting world. And, you know, that doesn't mean that our families have to be perfect. Nope. But That's it mean- not going to happen this no. side of heaven anyway, it's so not it all, better not It's not that. all our power either, right? It's, it's, it's about struggling differently. It's about having a vision of what 
our family life is called to be, and then struggling together to get there, to do the healing work that we need to do, to learn the lessons we need to learn, to love each other a little bit better, and to be a little bit more connected every day. And it's a step-by-step thing. So if you've got questions about helping your family be a better team, whether that means working better together or praying better together or playing better together or talking better together, we are here to help you find faith-filled answers to create the family life that God's calling you to, whether that's the family that lives under your roof or your extended family as well. 877-573-7825. Again, that number is 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord. And then we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the, the Father, Father, the, the Son, Son, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we bring our families to you. In particular, we bring our children to you. And we ask you to help us to forge the kind of relationships with our children that are rooted in your love. So that everybody, living under our roof especially, can experience the faith as a source of the warmth in our home. And that our relationships can be the source of the foundation of our kids' relationships with you and the church. Help us to be able to be those dynamic domestic churches, outposts of grace and love that you use to heal a hurting world. First, by helping us be witnesses to that love and grace. Help us to have the courage, the the persistence, the confidence to keep working on those challenges we all face as families the hurdles we have to overcome the brokenness we have to heal the the sins that we need to repent of that stop us from being able to live your love in our homes bless us and strengthen us that we might become those dynamic domestic churches that give glory to you and bear witness to your love we ask all of this through the intercession of the blessed virgin mary and in the name, in the name of the Father, Father the, the Son, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled Team Up. Do you feel like your family is off its game? Well, we want to help you become a better team, whether that's creating a stronger sense of team with the family members that live under your own roof, or your extended family. If you're struggling in those relationships, we want to help there too. 877-573-7825. If you're listening later to the podcast, shoot us your questions via email to questions at more2liferadio.com. With that, who's up first, Lisa? We're talking with Janine, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Florida on Guadalupe Radio. Hi, Janine. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Well, um, I'm just having a really hard time letting go of a situation that happened here at um, at our home. We had a Super Bowl get together with just mainly family, and um, but so my daughter uh, from Ohio was here with her boyfriend, and my my daughter um, who who recently got married. Uh, she and her husband were here. My, me and my husband, my brother, um, just, you know, just family. Well, they, um, uh, my, my daughter, my daughter's husband, uh, who's my new son-in-law, um, had went out and bought some drinks, um, some Dr. Peppers to mix with some, uh, some other drinks to make some cocktails. And, um, so we were watching the ball game. My 15-year-old son was downstairs. He comes up. And he grabs the um, the three liter that um, you know was probably half gone. He goes and sits down, and he proceeds to drink the the 
the three liter out of the bottle. He just picks it up and starts drinking out of the bottle. Well, when he did that, I mean, um, my my daughter from Ohio said, you know, she and 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 her boyfriend was saying, oh my gosh, John, you shouldn't have done that. Nobody's going to be able to drink after that after you doing that you know and 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 then my and then my other daughter-in-law i mean my my other daughter she proceeds to say the same thing we all sort of scolded him for doing that now he has done that before we buy two and three liters all the time and he but down but downstairs now when he came up and grabbed the three liter he didn't know who bought it he didn't know whose it was but my son-in-law had bought it and so but but we were giving him some grief everybody was sort of jumping in giving him some grief about doing that well my son-in-law then gets up goes and grabs the the three liter out of his hand goes and pours it down the sink now we're all in shock that he did this that it, it 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 was just way overboard. We had already you know, we had already uh ridiculed him and, you know, tried to set him straight and told him that was not the thing to do. But he had to go and and, and do that. My well, my became son physical then, yeah. Was in mm-hmm. shock. And and it he was so embarrassed and was in sh- and we were all in shock that Yeah, that sure. My no, I mean he, he needed he deserved to be corrected, but that that was over the top. I, I, I hear you. So so where do things stand now then? Like he it's, you told our screener that your son demanded an apology at that point. The son-in-law refused, and well, then no, both your I son-in-law and daughter left. Apology. Okay. <laughs> my daughter, my I demanded the apology. I went downstairs, mm-hmm. and and my and my daughter, who you know the the son-in-law's um, wife, my daughter, uh, she was shocked that he did this. Yeah. I mean everybody. The shot. Well, so my my daughter, my two daughters, go downstairs after following my son. When he he didn't speak a word, he just got up from his seat after sitting there for like two or three minutes after he had done that, and went downstairs and was just crying. And he he and he doesn't hardly ever cry. He's just not that emotional. But so they were. They were, you know, trying to console him and saying that was over the top. He shouldn't have done that. Well, my son now just doesn't want to have anything to do with him. But I went back upstairs, and I told my son-in-law that he should apologize, that that was over the top. And he refused. He said, no, I'm not going to. That was my Dr. Pepper. And I said he didn't know whose Dr. Pepper that was. Okay, so so let's 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 skip ahead. So so then, because I've only got like three minutes to give you some kind of feedback. So so just where do things stand now? So they left. They left at that point. That's where things stood. Any conversations since then? Yes, he tried. He called my husband um, to try. Just said, I just think there was a misunderstanding, and I want to try to explain my position. Well, after listening to his position, my husband says, "Well, you were wrong." You know, that may be your position, but you were wrong in doing that because our son did not know that was your Dr. Pepper. My, so my son-in-law says, that was my Dr. Pepper. 
And well, it doesn't matter who's okay. So, so, so let's let's pick up where we go here. So, so, and it doesn't matter who's Dr. Pepper it was. That's that's completely irrelevant. Um, you know. So, so if if that becomes an issue again, don't just shut that down. What 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 the issue is is that your son-in-law's behavior was over the top and unacceptable. That's not an acceptable way to correct somebody. And as you say, Craig, it it. it it got physical. Like, it, it, thank God it wasn't worse yeah, than I mean, it he was. Tore it out of his hands. But he like it. grabbed something. And it was just it went past a line of just saying, "Hey, that was gross, dude. Don't do that." To something more extreme. Yeah, I mean, your son, you know, your son's behavior was was rude. It was, you know, it was not, not appropriate. You all recognize that. That's fine. So you can correct him for that, and you can, you know, teach him better manners moving forward. But the, your son-in-law had no right to get to escalate this to the point where he was physical about it. Doesn't matter whether it was his Dr. Pepper or not. It's completely irrelevant. You don't correct anybody that way. Uh, and so the issue is, you know, you you, you can't um, become physical in correcting anybody, you know, um, and, and so that's what he needs to apologize for. Uh, and I would say that the line you need to draw is, look, we love you, we would love to have you here, but unless you realize that it's not okay to become physical when you get upset, then you can't be here uh, because you're not a safe person to be around. And that makes me sad to say, and I'm sure that you didn't mean anything by it, but that's the rule. We don't, we don't get physical in our house. We don't let things escalate to that point. He did something wrong. He deserves to be corrected for it. Now, that's my job as his parent to correct him, not yours, number one. But number two, if you're going to do anything, you may not become physical with anybody in our house if you get upset with them. That is the rule. You're welcome to be here if you can live by that. And you do need to apologize for allowing it to escalate to that point because it wasn't your place to correct him, and it certainly wasn't your place to correct him like that. I would recommend not about ownership over the Dr. Pepper. That's becoming a a matter of semantics that's keeping you guys from actually healing this at all. Yeah. So I, w- I would talk to your daughter uh, and, and, and we're going to lay out what I just shared here. If you'd like to share the podcast with them, um, you can certainly uh, download the podcast and, and let them play it, you know, so that they get a third party and, or, and fourth party since Lisa's here too. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, uh, your son deserved to be corrected. By you, it was probably a little bit much that everybody was riding him, but okay, fine, under the circumstances, I understand why that would have happened. But under no circumstances, doesn't matter what he did or whose it was, should, should, should correction become physical, especially not from your son-in-law. Now, grossly inappropriate. that said, as grossly inappropriate as it was, let's not you know, destroy the whole family over this. Like, let's not die on the hill for this particular thing. Set that rule. Set the standard. We don't get physical with each other, and we'd like you to apologize to our son for getting physical, and we'd like to just drop this and move on and enjoy our family from here on in. And let's remember the context of this. Not that it matters when real physicality takes place, but let's give a little bit of leeway that this was a very tense game, and there was drinking going on, so, you know, maybe Maybe his boundaries weren't quite what they should be, but if he's not willing to apologize at this point, once you explain the physicality problem with this, then you need to draw, then a, you need to draw a shopper line. But but try to go in with some grace and some mercy on this as well. All right, Janine, thanks so much for the call. Eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. The show today is titled "Team Up" as we talk about family life. Uh, you know, we're called to be a team as a family, and sometimes it's hard to make that actually happen. Do you feel like your family is off? its game. We want to help you become a better team, whether that means working, playing, talking, or praying together better. If you've got parenting questions, marriage questions, questions about the family life that's under your roof or the family that lives outside of it, either way, we are here to help. 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your questions coming up right after the break.
This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. Are you longing to hear God's voice? Lord, Teach Me to Pray, the free Ignatian prayer series will open your heart to His voice, to the peace you are seeking, and the only love that fulfills the human heart, Jesus. God is calling you to true joy, knowing Jesus personally. Lord, Teach Me to Pray is free. Go to lordteachmetopray.com, click on the red box, order the Lord, Teach Me to Pray series now. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. The question of gender identity is divisive, controversial, and often painful. How should parents respond to sons and daughters desiring to change their gender? Will the church remain free to teach that we are created male and female? What do the sciences say? We'll find out on March 2nd when Father Gabriel Richard High and Ave Maria Radio host our annual Familiaris Consortio Conference, Responding to Gender Dysphoria in Truth and Charity. Attorney John Bursch takes on gender ideology. Professor of endocrinology, Dr. Paul Cruz, covers the sciences. Father Sean Kilcauley speaks as a pastor. And you will bring plenty of questions for our panel. Be there Saturday morning, March 2nd, from 8.15 until noon at Father Gable Richard High in Ann Arbor. The event is free, includes a light breakfast, so register at AveMariaRadio.net or FGRHS.org. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is titled Team Up. As we talk about helping your family be a better team, whether that means working, playing, talking, or praying better together, or anything else in between, we want to help you have a more loving, joyful, peaceful family life. 877 573-7825, whether it's parenting questions or family questions in general. Give us a holler. Who's up next, Lisa? We're talking with Kate, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ohio on Annunciation Radio. Kate, welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Good morning. Thank you so much. Yep. I have a question about um, in-law relationships. My husband and I are beautifully married and have been for 24 years, and... We have struggled with in-law relationships with his family for our entire marriage. Now, is this your parents-in-law, or like, does this involve his siblings? Tell me what, what the problem is and who the problem's with. Well, it started, um, when we got married, his, his, his family is very passive-aggressive. He has three brothers, and his dad was very um, mean. And I didn't understand what passive-aggressive was because I come from a very direct family. Um, They were also not Catholic, so we were disliked intensely because I was Catholic. And we always tried, excuse me, to maintain the moral high ground and, and apologize for any perceived hurts. Or we just tried to bend over backwards to keep things peaceful and always went to see them even though they never came to see us. 
we tried to mm-hmm. maintain the relationship. But it's just gotten over the years. We're just done with always being caused, called the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. And we were supposed to go for Thanksgiving, and we weren't able to go because we were told that maybe we shouldn't. So we said, well, maybe we'll go to Christmas. Can you tell us what's wrong? And it's just, I, I, I feel like a juvenile even explaining this because it sounds so ridiculous. Evidently, I have a sister-in-law who um, decided that I've been mean to her their entire married life. And we just don't know how to deal with talking to people whose perception of reality just is not true. You know, she, she says, well, that you hang around my house and talk about how dirty it is and unorganized, which is just patently a not true story. And I'm wondering, how do we maintain a relationship when reality just isn't part of the conversation? So let me ask you this. I mean, so what what keeps you hanging in there? Is it is it is it is it you know, you feel like there's a Christian obligation to try to make the relationship work? Is it that your your husband still has an attachment that you're trying to honor? What what keeps you hanging in there after all these years? Uh, I I would like to honor my husband. He he and his brothers um, are very close, and I was raised to be. That that threw me for a loop. Uh, sorry, sorry. So how how are he and his brothers close if the rest of the family is? I mean, it's just they they just have a separate relationship. You mean, or, or I, I'm I'm well, trying to figure out the dynamic here. I'm trying to figure it out too. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, they like to do things together. Uh, his two brothers and his mom live in Atlanta, and they they're they do things a lot together. Um. But I feel like the sister-in-law has soured things so much that just they, I I feel like his older brother, who's married to the woman who says I'm mean, um, he has had to work very hard at being a dad with a very uh, wounded partner. Mm -hmm. And I... You know, I I understand that you have to pick your spouse, that you have to be a team. But I always get brought into it. I'm like, we live 15 hours away, and somehow I have become the cause of the rift the entire marriage. And we okay. just, and is this and just very quickly here because we're I'm going to ask you have to ask you to hang on over the break because we're we're coming to our hard break here but okay. very quickly uh, in a, kind of a yes or no sort of thing is this coming between you and your husband or is this are you guys basically on the same page about how hurt you both are? We are a team. Okay, great. So it did- I'm going to ask you to hang on because when the music's going to start to play, here we go. Uh, hang on over the break, okay? We, we'll have some suggestions for you when we come back. And when we are when we come back, we're going to be taking your calls as well as continue our conversation with Kate from Ohio. We're talking about family life today, whether it's parenting, marriage, or extended family stuff. We want to help you have a stronger family team. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. We'll be back with Kate's call and yours as well coming up in just a minute. Today's programming on 990 WTEO is brought to you in part by Gift from our day sponsor. 
The annual Rose Mass for Catholic Healthcare Workers, celebrated by Bishop Boyer, will be at 4.30 p.m. Saturday, March 9th at St. Thomas in Ann Arbor, followed by a reception in the parish hall. Karen Bussey, director of the Mother Teresa House, will speak on redemptive suffering. Suggested free will donation is $20. RSVP at cmalansing at gmail.com. That's cmalansing at gmail.com. The Heart of the Interior Life with Elizabeth Jingle. St. Ignatius of Loyola offers great hope to those who are experiencing spiritual desolation in the seventh rule of his 14 rules for the discernment of spirits. When one is experiencing spiritual desolation, along with its various agitations and temptations, St. Ignatius teaches, since he can resist with the divine help which always remains with him, though he does not clearly feel it, for the Lord has taken away from him his great fervor, abundant love, and intense grace leaving him, however, sufficient grace for eternal salvation. The divine help always remains in the darkness of spiritual desolation. Father Timothy Gallagher writes, Since God always provides sufficient grace to withstand the trial of spiritual desolation, persons immersed in such desolation and seeking to resist can know with certitude that they can resist. For more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. In Michigan, you are never more than six miles away from a body of water. Shouldn't your kids know how to swim? Big Blue Swim School will give your children the skills they need to keep them safe in the water. Locally owned, Big Blue Swim School is on West Eisenhower Parkway in Ann Arbor, just down from Whole Foods. Stop in or visit BigBlueSwimSchool.com. Register by March 17th to get 60% off your first four lessons when you mention Ave Maria Radio. Dr. Greg Popchak. When kids misbehave, it's common for parents to ask how they can stop the bad behavior. Usually the answer is some form of punishment. But punishment isn't a silver bullet. Sure, it might stop misbehavior for now, but it's not very effective in the long term. That's because it doesn't help kids heal the harm they've caused, and it doesn't give them the tools they need to handle things differently the next time. St. John Bosco had a better approach to discipline. He viewed discipline as a teaching opportunity, not a control problem. In his approach, parents coach kids through the process of healing the harm their behavior caused. And next, they help kids learn the skills and strategies they need to do better next time. St. Bosco's approach is called discipleship discipline because it treats kids as disciples or learners. It also reminds us of the loving way Jesus taught his own disciples. Discipleship discipline frees parents from being referees, constantly imposing penalties. Instead, parents coach kids through the hard work of improving their game. Discipleship Discipline recognizes that parents and kids are really on the same team. To learn more about Discipleship Discipline, check out our book, Parenting Your Kids with Grace, or visit CatholicHOM.com. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Team Up. As we talk about family life, you know, families are called to be a team. We're called to work together uh, to live out God's vision of love and grace in our homes so that our families can be a light to the world. You know, it sounds great on paper, but when it comes right down to it, 
that's hard to do in real life. So if you are struggling in your family to be the team that you'd like to be, either because you've got parenting questions and struggles, marriage issues, or extended family concerns that you're not quite sure what to do about, we want to help you build a better family life. 877-573-7825. Before the break, we were talking with Kate from Ohio. She was sharing that she and her husband have been married for 24 years and have always had a problem with the in-laws. The husband converted, her husband converted to Catholicism, and that's been a sticking point with uh, the the, the parents-in-law. The husband does get along well with his brothers, but the the sister-in-law has issues with Kate. The mother-in-law has issues with Kate. Basically, the family is kind of against Kate. Even though she's like more than 10 hours away and somehow this all gets just landed at her feet. Kate, are you still with us? I am, thank you. Was that a fair summary of, of, of the situation? I would say fairly fair. My, my mother-in-law tries hard, but okay. it, it's difficult because she was... Um, it's hard being married. She had been married to a rather mean person for a long time, so she's mm-hmm. she's not particularly assertive. Okay. So so the main issue then is is between you and the sister-in-law. Evidently. Okay. I've never had so a what? conversation about it with her because they don't do okay. direct. They they're not direct. Okay. Well, I mean, the great vibe. Uh huh. Well, that's interesting. You know, so so that adds another dimension to things. So so here's what I'd like to suggest: um, a couple of things here. You're never going to be bosom buddies with these people, and that's that's okay. Um, it hurts. It hurts, but, but it's you know it is what it is. But it's not your job to fix it all. Okay, because um, I, I think. And this is a theme we run up against pretty regularly on the show. We, we think as Christians that, that God has made it our responsibility to to make all the relationships in our life work on our own power. And we can't really do that. I mean, it's just, God can't even do that, right? God can't make people love him. And he's God. You know. So it, when all we can do is what God does, which is extend an invitation to a healthy, holy relationship uh, and, and allow people to make their own choice about that. Um, and so what I would say is, you know, if you don't hear directly from the sister-in-law that she has a problem with you, you don't have to respond to that. You know, that, that's, there's, a, there's a game uh, called Let's You and Them Fight. And that's where, say, a, a, third fa- a third party says, well, do you know what so-and-so said about you? And then it's like, you know, you're, now what am I supposed to do with that information? You know what? Ignore it. That's what you're supposed to do with that information. Because it's not useful information unless it comes from the sister-in-law. You're, our lives get a whole lot less complicated when we stop trying to solve problems that people didn't actually tell us about. But, you know, so so your attitude about those kinds of things has to be, well, I'm really sorry she didn't tell me. If she'd like to talk to me about that, I'd be happy to do that. But in, in the meantime, I'm just going to keep pretending like everything's fine because I don't have any direct knowledge that there's a problem. And you, that's a perfectly legitimate position to take. In fact, that's the only healthy option you've got. Because you, with, with passive-aggressive people, you know, that's kind of their love language. Right? When, when, because we, we, we know that when we disapprove of somebody, they, they try hard to, to, to come around, right? And, and to pull they us work out. harder and, at the relationship, and boy, don't we love that. 
sick love language, mm-hmm. but people use it. They, they use it to maintain relationships. I'm not going to tell you what's wrong with me, so what's wrong between us, so that you just keep working hard to try to please me. And that becomes a really warped love language. And if you participate in that, then you end up rewarding it. So the best thing you can do is, is say, I would, you know, if she has an issue with you, like if a third person, third party comes to you and says, well, so-and-so said this and that, you, you, your, your job is to say, you know what, that really makes me sad to hear that. But if that's really true, she can certainly come to me and talk to me about it anytime. I'm happy to. So what's the weather like in your neighborhood? Right. You, so you change yeah, the subject and move on. It. And you just, you know, you don't try to make the relationships better than they are. Um, you know, if, if, the, if the family, you said, you know, uh, they didn't want you to come for Thanksgiving, but you said, well, maybe we could come for Christmas, but they wouldn't tell you what was wrong. That's okay. You know what? Then that's a problem you don't have to solve. <laughs> I know that, that that sounds simplistic, but really, we have to let grown-ups be grown-ups. We have to invite them to be grown And if they're not, then we don't have to deal with it. It's okay to let it go. Um, and so, you know, you let your husband have his relationship with his brothers. If you want to go visit them over the holidays or not, that's up to you guys to decide together. But I want you to come away from this call being, to the degree that I can absolve you of anything, <laughs> being absolved of the need to make this relationship better than it is. I just want you to sort of accept it on a superficial level, invite them if there are any problems to come forward, but stop jumping through hoops and trying to set yourself on fire to make them happy because it's never going to happen. This is their love language. This is what they do to get people to come to them and try to please them. And if you play it, there's no way to win. There's yeah. no way to solve the problem because there has to be a problem for them. Otherwise, they don't know how to be in a relationship with you. Now, let the guys be the guys. If your husband and his brothers like to go off and do something, go to a spa. Let them have a guy's weekend. Let them go fishing. Let them go to the game. It's let okay them to go by yourself. Do. You don't have to invite the rest of the family along. Yeah. You can just you can just say, hey, I don't, you know, just because the sister-in-law is this way or your father's that way, I don't want to mess this up for you. You go, you enjoy your brothers, and I'm going to take myself off to a spa or stay home and read my book or get a chore done, but I'm not going to keep feeding their desire to have drama all the time. Yeah, so I'd like you and your husband to really talk and pray about the kind of relationship that you can have or that you would have if you could just leave everything superficial and stop worrying about making it better than it is. You know, would that mean that you saw them less or more? Would that mean that you talked about this but not that? Like, just really talk about if you could let yourself off the hook for trying to make this all work and solve all the problems and could just accept that there are always going to be problems here and it's not your problem and it's not your job to fix it. What would change? And then have that relationship with them. Um, You set whatever boundaries you need to set. You know, don't go for certain holidays, but go for other ones, or go you know a different time, whatever. But but really think about that. If if you could if you could just let yourself off the hook for feeling like it was your job to buy into the story that Kate's always the problem, so Kate has to fix it. And if you could stop buying into that, what would change about your relationships with his family? And let that be your relationship. If there's more that we can do to support you in this, don't hesitate to reach out back to us here on More to Life once you've had a chance to talk talk this over with your husband. And if you really think this through, and you realize that this is part and parcel of the burden you carry that you always feel like you have to apologize for being you for being Catholic for, be, for, being. for being anything <laughs> Just being. that's something that I would love for you to accept God's invitation to healing for because God doesn't want you to bend over backwards and lessen yourself and even internally degrade yourself thinking everything's your fault when it's not he wants you to be a strong woman of God he wants you to feel healed and so if you're feeling like 
this is a pattern even outside of these particular people, then by all means, seek some good pastoral counseling so that you can heal this and be everything that God wants you to be. So you can enjoy your life without having to, like, inwardly grovel. Yeah, we talk more about this in, in my book, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People. Uh, it's again, that's God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts. It's available at catholiccounselors.com where you can also learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral counseling practice as well. Before we let Kate go, I just want to share this one metaphor that kind of came to mind. You know, when, when you're dealing with a passive-aggressive person, okay, and you know there's a problem, but they're, they're, they, they won't tell you what it is, after you've said, oh gosh, well you can tell me what it is anytime, I'd be happy to work this out with you. You've done everything that you can do. Anything more than that would be like if somebody said, hey, I sent you a package. Did you get it? And, they're like, and you're like, well, no, I, I, I didn't get it. It's on them to track the package. Right, because they have all the information. Right. It's not, it's not on you to then hire a private investigator <laughs> to figure out how you can find the package that they sent. You, don't, you can't take delivery on a package that hasn't been delivered. And that's what we're dealing with a passive-aggressive person is like. They want you to try to take delivery on a package that they never really sent, and they won't give you any tracking information. And I think that's the biggest thing. They never really sent it in the first place. So it's not like they sent it and they don't have the skills to go and search it. No, they never sent it in the first place. They're not telling you honestly what's going on. They're not honestly invested in the relationship. They're just invested in the drama. You know, so it's, it's I, I'm willing to receive the package whenever you'd like to send it, or if you can track it, send it again. Thank you so much for the thought. But beyond that... You you're done. All right. Thanks so much for the call. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Our show today is titled Team Up as we talk about family life. Do you feel like your family is off its game for some reason? Whether you've got parenting questions, questions about marriage, questions about extended family, we're here to help. 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. If you're listening later to the podcast, you can shoot us questions via email to questions at moretoliferadio.com. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. Choose today. Will you serve the Lord or the gods of the people in whose country you are dwelling? As for me and my household... We will serve the Lord. And this you know, is a challenge to all Christian families in particular to, to really be intentional about who we're serving. You know, Are we serving the passive-aggressive people in our life? Or are we really doing what God is calling us to do and set better boundaries there? Are we serving the culture of busyness yeah. where our families are overscheduled to the point where we don't have a family life anymore? Or are we trying to live out the vision that God has for us and we're prioritizing family time even when it's difficult? You know, what... There are lots of different little gods that we serve. Uh, that, Some that, of them are gigantic seeming. And they, and they distract us from our mission to create warm, loving, faithful Catholic families. So let's be intentional about serving God's vision for our family and not letting the world dictate what kind of time we have for each other or what sorts of things we should do with each other or just even how we should relate to each other. You know, there's a Catholic vision of marriage and family life. Let's live up to that and serve that God, not the gods of our country and the gods of anybody else. 877-573-7825. The show today is titled Team Up as we talk about how to be a better family team. 877-573-7825. More to life will continue in just a minute. Greetings, brothers in Christ. I'm Bishop Earl Boyer, inviting you to the Accept the Challenge Catholic Men's Conference on March 16th at the Gerben Game Above Center in Ypsilanti. We've lined up incredible nationally renowned speakers, Justin Fatika, Doug Berry, and our very own Father Joe Krupp. 
There will also be Mass, Confessions, and a wide variety of Catholic ministries to help you grow as a man of God. Visit acceptthechallenge.org to register today. We have all heard the saying that when God closes the door, He opens a window. But we often look so long and so regretfully upon the closed door that we do not see the window open for us. When a client canceled my contract after seven years of working together, I was not shocked, but I was still very sad. The 2020 COVID-19 crisis put his organization in a financial bind, and they had already been facing budget issues. I found myself dwelling on it for a few days, and then I started to chat with God, repeating a prayer I have said for years. God, bring me the clients you want me to serve. I knew I had to forge ahead and not spend time worrying about the income lost and the working relationship changed. I know, as I'm writing this, that new coaching clients and communication consulting clients are headed my way. I have to look ahead of me at the open window and not behind me at the closed door. This has been a Christ Center communication message. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo, a communications evangelist. Ave Maria Radio invites you to feast on the joy of fasting this Lenten season and all year long. Fast from judging. Feast on loving. Fast from noise. Feast on silence. Fast from differences. Feast on unity. Fasting is a part of true Christian life. It liberates us from this world as we grow closer to Christ. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, we're talking about families being better teams. Give us a call if whatever's getting in the way of your family coming together, 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Mackenzie, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Maryland. Hi, Mackenzie, also a member of the Catholic Home Community. How's it going today, Mackenzie? What's up? Hi, it's so good to talk to you guys. Um, Great great to talk to you. What's going on? Um, Yeah, so my son, he's almost three. He'll be three in May, and he's been having sleeping trouble. So we slept, Mm -hmm. we sleep trained him when he was a baby, and he slept great for a little while. (laughs) And then his son, or his brother was born, and then since then we've had some troubles. But recently it's been much harder he will take two two and a half hours to go down to bed and then he'll wake up like three or four hours later and be up the rest of the night i'm sorry you said he takes he um, takes two and a hour two and a half hours to get to sleep in the first place or? yeah so you have so you're having a particular bedtime and you're trying to get him down at that time and, and you have to stay with him for like two hours to get him to fall asleep in the first place yeah and that, so okay. we'll start the, the bedtime routine around 7.30, and then recently he's been going to bed usually between 9.30 and 10 o'clock. Last night was about 10 okay. o'clock. And then he woke up at 1, and I went mm-hmm. to bed at 11 because I needed to get some stuff done around the house before I went to sleep. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he was up at 1, we were up at 1, and he was up the rest of the night and refused to go back to sleep. 
And this was like after hours of my yeah. husband holding him, sitting with him. We weren't locking mm-hmm. him in the room or like making him cry it out because we don't feel comfortable with that. But um, yeah, we were rocking and rocking. He just didn't want to go to sleep. And um, every time we, we go to bed, too, it's the same thing where he just rejects the idea of sleeping. So we're just kind of on sure. Talk to me. Now, 7.30 is, is making one little exclamation point in my mind because because <laughs> we have a couple of two-year-olds in our family, too, who are going through similar things. Um, talk to me about naps. When's he napping? For how long? Um. So this has been changing recently also because he's been not wanting mm-hmm. to go down for naps. So mm-hmm. um, what we would typically do if we were stick- sticking to a routine would be around 1, thir- 1 to 1.30 he'd go down okay. and he'd wake up between 3 and 3.30. Okay. Um, we, and so that's kind of what we were doing yesterday. He took a longer nap because um, because he had went to bed late the night before and didn't take a nap the day before. And so um, he took a nap from about 12.30 to 3, and we got him up um, at 3, and yeah. he went to bed at 10. So Yeah, yeah. Um, more than enough time. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I hate to tell you this, Mackenzie. I'm seeing this pattern with every two-year-old I know, and there are quite a few of them at the moment, that, you know, I have... One that that has slept perfectly since the minute he was born, and suddenly he hit about the same age as your little guy, and suddenly is like, no, sleep doesn't need to exist. And I have another one who's always kind of bounced around in this, but definitely is going through this. So there's something about the growth patterns and the teething patterns. Those last couple of molars sometimes have a lot to do with it. Um, And the lack of, or I should say that the, the lesser need that happens for a little while here during the two-year-old thing for those naps. So he's getting up at like three-something from a nap, and then suddenly he feels like seven o'clock is two seconds later. So you may want to try to move those naps a little bit earlier so he's getting up more like two o'clock and then maybe pushing bedtime back a little bit because he's moving out of the infants. I, I, want, I want to address the underlying thing, though, and yeah. that is the, the, for not just for you, Mackenzie, but, but for, for all parents. We, we've conditioned parents to believe that sleep is a task and that, that we, you know, we have to make it happen in a certain way and that you know, we're failing somehow if it doesn't happen in that way. Now, of course, we want our kids to sleep. That's important. I'm not because mostly we're we the, the ones cracking up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need the break, too. I'm not suggesting that. But what I am saying is that, that this idea of of like well the, even the whole like the sleep training thing and I know you're saying you're not letting him cry it out or anything that's all fine but but I'm just saying even just the expectation that you know kids should sleep through the night and kids should take a nap they don't they just don't that's there's no there's no research that suggests that 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 kids should be any different than what your kid is doing and no. you'll get the rare one that does sleep through the night for a while but they will always go through some kind of phase where that becomes disrupted before they go back to getting any and all the research even sleep. shows that even if you sleep train a kid early on then as soon as they hit another stick. developmental stage they need they need it all over again yeah. and it tends not to stick and if so if anything it makes parents feel like they did something but it doesn't actually get them any more sleep or or help the kid learn anything 
thing. So whether I'm just sharing that because I want you to, to realize that this is perfectly normal. It's not. It's, it's hard. It's not. It's not fun. Uh, every, but everybody gets through it eventually. And, yeah. and, and so, so I, I do. I would suggest doing what Lisa is suggesting. Um, three thinking that that afternoon nap. Maybe having some quiet time. You know, where you're, you're reading a book or you're doing something that's quiet together in that time, but not necessarily making it about sleep time. Even the nighttime thing. If he's not ready to go to sleep at 7:30, you know, then then do then let him go for a little bit longer. It doesn't. Ha- it's okay if he's not going to bed at that exact time. It's good to have a routine, and as he gets a little bit older, you know, and and has more self-regulation and can go to sleep. And understanding of time and all of that kind of. Then stuff. you can do more with that. But at this age, it's kind of like you know. Get them tired and and keep them up until they are tired. Yeah, and and it's okay for you and your husband to come up with new schedules as it goes. I know you have another baby to take care of and you have chores to do, but it can. This is a great age if it's possible for dad to start really kicking in and doing a lot of the nighttime parenting. Two is that time where kids start to to be able to separate from mom a tiny bit and not at least not think you're a part of their body so they want some time with dad so let dad come in and play with him for uh, you know the time you're getting the infant down let him play with him while you're getting a shower by yourself or while you're getting some chores done or let your husband get the chores done while you're getting some time to just play with your child rather than have to you know to schedule and monitor all the behaviors give yourself a little bit more of a break here and it will start to iron itself out now as far as getting him down to sleep um there is a there is a book i have seen success with this book from parents i have not read it myself but it's a book you read to your kids called sam the sleepy sheep and it's got just this kind of like nurturing language that kind of lulls your child to sleep as you read this book. That might help your two-year-old or he may be a little bit too young. It's also a great book called The No Cry Sleep Solution for Toddlers. And I've used No Cry Sleep Solution techniques here and there with even my own children back in the day when it was you know, first written because it's very much about you as parents figuring out what will work for your child and they talk you through a lot of things in that it doesn't have to be you do it this way and it works for everybody in the world so Mackenzie uh, the big thing though is is you can you can kind of relax the expectation right that, that a bedtime should happen at a particular time that you know naps have to happen in a certain way um, you know if he's not if he's not taking the nap in the afternoon I realize again that it was good if you for you if he was good but but you lying there for two hours to try to get him down is just makes you angrier and crazier. So if he's not falling asleep after say you know half an hour get up and do something you know he'll he'll go to bed when he's tired. Uh, the other thing I would suggest is making sure he has a heavy duty enough meal or snack near bedtime to get him really tired. It's kind of that Thanksgiving dinner effect, whether he's still nursing or whether he can have a snack that's really going to like, you know, make him a little fuller and a little bit tired or that can be helpful at times as well. But he will get through this. You will get through this. Work on problem solving with your husband to get your 
adult needs and household needs met. But Mackenzie, I know that way. you're a member of Catholic Home, uh, and I just invite you to, to ask any follow-up questions that you've got there. Yeah. Our lines are full, and I'm sorry, we only got six, 60 seconds left in the show, so I want to direct everybody over there. Every day, uh, it's Catholic HOM. It stands for Households on Mission. You can download the Catholic HOM app or go to CatholicHOM.com to sign up. But it's a community of Catholic families just like you, and our whole team of pastoral counselors are on there every day, taking questions, uh, hosting discussions. We've got tons of great resources, downloadables, podcasts, videos, all to help you create a more loving, connected, and caring Catholic family life. You're free to ask whatever parenting questions you have, whenever you have them. Our whole team is there to support you every day. So if we didn't get to your call today, or you've got follow-up questions, please uh, go to download Catholic HOM. It's free the first month. Uh, check it out. Uh, go to CatholicHOM.com to sign up there as well. You can learn more about it there. And feel free to call back tomorrow right here on More to Life. All right. With that, we've got to go, but thank you so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to learn more about having a stronger family team, you can reach out to us at CatholicCounselors.com to learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice. You can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to transform your marriage, family, or personal life. Or as I said, if you just need ongoing support to be that great Catholic family, come on over to Catholic HOM and become part of the Catholic home community. Let us help you build a more loving, caring, and connected Catholic family life there. Download the Catholic HOM app or go to CatholicHOM.com to learn more. God bless. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great day. been listening to more to life with dr greg and lisa popchuk more to life is a co-production of ave maria radio and ewtn radio and is carried across the ewtn global catholic radio network our producer is dan mcgraw for copies of this program or for more information visit ave maria radio.net